This is the log of Detective Derek Rain, Homicide Department, 8th Precinct, Atherax. The date is September 14th, 2245. It has been two days since my last recording. Well, William, I uh, don't think the Tarek case is as singular as we thought. Another body has been found, killed in the exact same method. Her name was Deborah Jane, and she was found in an alley with her throat slit. However, it's there that the similarities end. Deborah wasn't a corpse stooge, but instead owned and operated a small bar at the crosspoint of Crimson and Greyhand territory, frequented by gangsters and others of the underbelly. Aside from the usual connections with the corpse, given that they manufacture just about everything if you follow the chain back far enough, she was uninvolved in their world, instead working primarily for the lower levels of Etherac society. Ordinarily, we likely wouldn't investigate a case like this further. Well, actually, the chief hasn't asked for any further formal investigation and seems completely uninterested in this, assuming the gangs will sort it out themselves. Luckily, when you're a senior detective who everyone forgets about because they're a... user of illicit substances on the regular, you don't always have to wait for the chief's go-ahead. Given the similarity of the methods, I think it's possible we have some sort of spree or serial killer on our hands here. It's hard to tell as of yet, but this was in very quick succession. Of course, William, you'll want the facts of the case as we know them. Deborah Jane was 34 when she was murdered. The cause of death was once again exsanguination due to a laceration made on the neck. Whoever this is, assuming it's the same person, is quite good with a blade. The time of death was found to be 3 a.m., roughly six hours before the body was found. Location was an alleyway in Crimson Territory. Assumedly, she was on her way home from work, similar to Mr. Tarek. Her body was undisturbed, no rifling or looting, and there were no obvious signs of a struggle. She's owned the bar, Gearheads, for about seven years now, taking over when her mother, Delilah Jane, grew too old to continue working the bar at the age of 72. Delilah's still alive and was being taken care of by Deborah and her brother Dominic. Deborah herself has no formal significant other, though was reportedly close with several of the patrons. The exact manner of these relationships is, as of yet, undetermined, though with future investigation could be uncovered. You know, her early life seemed to have been spent in this area, and she appeared to have spent time at a Sinar-sponsored education facility, though she didn't pursue work with the company. If you follow the chain of ownership long enough, Sinar does technically have a stake in the bar, but honestly, I doubt either side is truly aware of that connection. So there you have it. Another relatively unremarkable person, killed in a remarkably clean fashion for no clear reason. Uninvolved in the corp world, the only thing I can think of would be some kind of gang-related cause, though... By all recorded accounts, she has no formal relationship with any of the gangs. However, given her involvement in their territory and activity, it was not impossible that she ran into some issues or got tied up in something that's off our records. It doesn't line up with the methodology in any way, but it's certainly a possibility. However, before I tease at that thread too much, you know, I'm interested in these cases together. It's like William, as I said before, the violence in the city is typically, through one chain or another, connected to the everlasting game between the corpse and the gangs. They run the city and everything in it. Following that logic, it would seem that Tarek's case should be invariably tied up in the corporate world, and Jane's case should be completely tied up in the gang world. Yet we saw with Tarek that this isn't quite the case. While I don't want to say anything too certain about Miss Jane, I won't be shocked if it's a similar situation. I'm gonna wait to dive too deeply into this for now, but as a preliminary, we know that they are both relatively unremarkable, both were likely killed on their way home, and both were killed in this area. That gives us almost nothing, doesn't it? Shit. Okay, new tack. From Tarek's files and from some conversations with a few other Raylier employees, we got the idea that Tarek mostly stayed to himself and, you know, didn't often go up partying or anything. He was a homebody, and there was rarely a reason to have an issue with him. Now, I don't know a great deal about Deborah personally yet, but 
I imagine I might be able to figure out a bit more about her, especially if she ran a gangster bar. Her mother said they were planning on holding a memorial party night type deal at the bar tonight, so... Well, I might just pay them a visit and see what I can find. I'll update you once I'm back, William. Jesus. Gangsters certainly know how to throw a party. My head is still spinning. Uh, but that's not what's important here. It's the day after my last recording, and I have some info from the memorial about Miss Jane. Unhelpful as it may be. I took a recording of the conversation, so, so I'm just going to splice that in here. Hey, I don't fucking know you. The fuck you doing here? Bringing my condolences to the family of Miss Jane. I didn't know her too well, but it's sad to see her go all the same. I mean, that's true. You know, we're not supposed to fight at funerals anyway, but you want to start anything? I'll make an exception, you understand? Completely understood. Before you go, I was hoping I could ask you a few things. You know, like I said, I didn't know the departed too well, and I was hoping I could learn a little bit more about her, as it were. I don't see why you're asking me that. Her mother and her brother are right over there. I didn't want to bother them while they're so fresh in the grieving process. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? You're starting to sound a little uh, official to me, friend. Who sent you? Cynodar, the Blue Jackets? I can assure you I'm not with any of the corpse. You with the cops, then? The police have nothing to do with this, trust me. I'm just an interested individual. Miss Jane isn't the only person who's caught the wrong end of a knife recently. It's Etherex. People die all the fucking time. Unless you're trying to say that there's something else going on here. That's what I want to find out. I have an interest in finding out just who took out Miss Jane and why. Not for the corpse, not for the cops. Just, uh, professional curiosity. Professional curiosity, eh? And how do I know you're not full of shit? Friend of Debs or not, wouldn't be the first time some too smart motherfucker tried to wander in here and start shit he wasn't ready for. Well, it's simple. You don't. But don't you think if I was actually planning on spying on you all, I would have come up with a better cover than I'm just some rando who wants to know who killed her? Alright, fair enough. Like I said, Deb was a friend. A good friend to all of us. You'd say you're trying to help. Maybe I got something for you, maybe I don't. Depends on what you want to know. You got five of my fucking minutes starting right now. Everything I know about this place says it was a neutral ground between the gangs, you know, despite being on Greyhand and Crimson territory. That true? Pretty much. Gearheads has been neutral ever since Delilah was running it. One of our cell leaders got into a fight here with a Crimson once. She blasted them both to shit with a double barrel. Hasn't been a problem since long as I've been coming here. And all the gangs were fine with that. There wasn't any animosity. Took some of them some time to warm up to it, but, you know, eventually they settled down. It helps to have a good negotiation spot, plus a nice place to grab a drink when no one's gonna shank you while you ordered. You know, Delilah was good to us, so was Deb. A lot of people are broken up about it being gone. So no one would have had a reason to kill her? You think it was one of us? <laughs> it's only fair, but, you know, you should know. Someone might have been mad at her for some slight or another, but, you know, nothing to bring someone to this. This place is protected, alright? Everybody knows you don't fuck with the Janes. I see. How well did you know her? I told you, she was a friend. Alright, a good friend. Usually brought new guys here so they could see how it worked and not pull any stupid shit. You were close with the whole family, then? Whole family? I mean, shit, Delilah's known me since I joined the Hands. I was as close to Deb as anybody here outside of family, but, you know, she kept the distance from my line of work. She'll know good that did her. <laughs> I guess so. 
Well, thanks. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, so I should probably be going. Hey, 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 what's the rush? You really are trying to figure out a whack that you might as well stay and have a drink or two, gather some more intel. What should, uh, what should I call you, by the way? You can call me Cloud. And you? Cloud. <laughs> what kind of poof shit is that? Uh, all right, all right. You can call me uh, Risk then. Oh, take this. It's off network. Let me know if you find anything about Huwak Deb. Consider me, you know, an interested party as well. And don't bother trying to run an IP off of it because I'm not fucking stupid. Wouldn't dream of it. Ah, well. Yeah, I guess one drink couldn't hurt. It was more than one drink. And I did not learn anything else new. I do have that off-network communicator he gave me, though, so that could prove useful. Not that I want the Grey Hands or any of them tied to me too much, but uh, this will do for now. Just gotta remember I'm Cloud to them. <laughs> Rain Cloud. It's the little things in life. So, Risk doesn't believe any typical gang member would have messed with Miss Jane. Given previous interactions with the results of gang murders, I'm inclined to agree with him on that. If this was someone with a specific problem with her, they would have done more than just slit her throat. It, it would have been brutal. Follow-up assumption would be that she just saw something she wasn't supposed to and was killed for that reason. It was not entirely out of the question, yet there are no bodies or crimes reported in the area surrounding her, at least according to department records, which were obtained through completely legal and normal means. So that's it, William. Another mystery death with no motive to be established. The few things we do know are that one, the killer, and I'm assuming it's the same killer, is skilled enough with Securitech to disable their identification for being registered in the city's tracking systems. Or they just don't have one to begin with. Two, the killer has a good degree of skill with a knife, being able to cut deeply and cleanly so as to get the wounds that we have seen. Possible connection to butchery training? Perhaps. Could also just realize that the deeper you cut, the better odds you'll have of actually killing the person. Three. So far, the killers remained within the area governed by the 8th Precinct, which would indicate to me that they are likely based somewhere in this area. And fortunately, that still leaves us with at least a few hundred thousand people to look through, not even counting those who regularly travel through here even without living here. So we have a local hacker who can use a knife and lives in the area. Which is probably somewhere around half the population or more. Just... It doesn't make sense. Why do I care so much? I didn't know these people. People die all the time. Why does it matter that they did in a way that is slightly out of the ordinary? Okay, I mean, yes, it is my job, but let's be honest, William. No one expects the police to ever do anything here. We help maintain order in theory and, you know, show up to beat up some street criminals or rogue corp goons, but we're not actually trying to stop anything. Do you know, I actually believed that I would be helpful to society when I joined up. You know, I thought I'd separate myself from the corporation and gang business, you know, enter in the world of law, and start actually trying to change things. Yeah, that didn't last very fucking long. First case I ever reported to, you know, I was just a beat cop, and some people were wailing on some stuffed suit trying to get to his car. You know, I barge in, all white knight-like, Stop! Stop! You're under arrest! Yeah, you know, five seconds later, I was flat on my back after they whacked me in the stomach with a crowbar. I could just barely hear one of them say, yeah, cut the guy some slack, he's new. He'll get it eventually. Call up Rooker so they can get him out of here. Rooker was one of my superiors. Do you believe I got scolded for that? No, apparently those gray hands were, uh, friends of the department, and we weren't to interfere in their activities. Seems every time I looked, that list of friends just kept getting longer. 
You know, you find out Raylier shot five of their employees in a warehouse. Simply how the firing process goes. Crimsons dismember three people and display their bodies in broad daylight with witnesses. Oh, it's too much of a hassle to track them down and deal with all the red tape. Sidnar accidentally poisons a whole apartment building with a new toxin they just you know, happen to need some tests for. Oh, well, we can't interfere with scientific progress. If we were called in, it was merely as a, a more official cleanup crew. You know, take down statements, believe whatever they said is the truth, and officially declare it so in any records that can be accessed by the public. But mind you, I don't know who's looking at governmental records here anyway. Being a government official is nearly as useless as being a cop. At least they buy them off with fancy dinners and nice houses. We just get to avoid getting killed. Yet here I am, attached to a case with no money behind it and no one telling me how it's supposed to go down. You know, actually trying to uncover the truth instead of just writing it off as another casualty in a city full of them. You'd think I was an idealistic rookie again. It's not like the department cares about this. Like I said, they didn't even know I kept investigating Jane beyond the initial report. They'd probably be mad that I was, claim I was going to stir up trouble where there didn't need to be any. <laughs> Maybe I needed a little bit of trouble. Of course, idealistic as I get, there's not much I can do with no evidence. I wonder if there's anything they missed at the scene of either crime. You know, even a scrap of clothing would be a godsend at this point. Help me nail down something. Just based on what we have now, I'm assuming this isn't some higher-up conspiracy-level shit, but it's hard to pin anything down with just these two deaths. No, I hate to admit it, but I might not be able to really do anything unless the killer strikes again. I know they're skilled or lucky enough to jump these people without too much struggle, and strong enough to cut deep into their necks. I know they can avoid standard security measures and that they're somewhere around here. I just... I need to know more. And I don't know where I'm going to find it.